Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today is February 14th, Valentine's Day, and you are listening and watching the AI Daily AI Show live. I might get our name right after 150 shots. Uh, welcome, everybody. We got Beth, Jimmy, Carl, Andy, Robert, and I am Brian. And uh, as the crew knows, because I was amped up before the call, I'm amped up. But I think we have a lot of <laughs> cool stuff, all sorts of fun AI stuff and building and all the things that go with it. But today is Wednesday, which means uh, it is about AI news. So if you haven't joined us for a Wednesday before, it's pretty simple. We actually don't know what everybody else is going to share. That's the fun of it. We get to learn along with you. And what we'll be talking about today is any AI news or AI adjacent news sometimes that came out in the last seven days. So since the last time we did our Wednesday update show that we find interesting. And then we share it with you guys and we kind of get you caught up for the week so you don't have to go read all the blogs and newsletters and all that kind of stuff. You can just come here and uh, get the get the summary of it. So with that said, it's always a it's sort of open season. I don't know, I'm going to pick somebody because, you know, Robert, you know what? You usually have to believe like, right on time and you always have some really cool stuff. Do you have some some screens you want to share? Not screens, not today. Um, OK, but what you got there? Uh, well, I, I don't want to steal what everybody else has already heard is, you know, OpenAI's new memory feature, which mm -hmm. um, I don't have access to it. For those who are curious about how you can tell if you have access to any of us, no. so, you know, I know. So, yeah, you go into your too. I didn't have it there. You have a new setting called personalization, and then you can turn on memory and basically ask the GPT to remember what you're talking about. Now, th there's lots of implications to this. So those who've kind of already read the article i think this is uh brilliant it's it's another step further than the um the ability to have custom instructions but it i think it's more important because of the agency that is the the wave of agency the new frontier is agents as ever as we've talked about and predicted uh i think everybody in this call would agree that that's the next next frontier so why is that helpful well if you have memory of previous chats or what the user is is on about or what they are looking for, then the agents will have more context. This is all about context, right? So I don't know. What do you all think about the new rollout for memory? I'm cautiously hopeful, but I actually think it could cause more harm than good. Mm -hmm. um, I even think they sort of played their hand a little bit here by showing you that they also are introducing temporary chat because OpenAI knows right off the bat, it's going to annoy people that it's pulling in stuff that it shouldn't. I know for me, I use OpenAI and ChatGPT for tons of business stuff. I also use it for personal stuff. My wife will jump in there and use it for stuff about dietetics. My daughter will jump in there and use it for stuff to help her with homework. So if it can keep that all nice and tidy, fantastic. But I have a I have a suspicion that just in the own business use case, it's probably going to annoy me more than it's going to help me. But that's just my guess. I mean, think about it, it already has the whole corpus of the internet. So how can it and, it and it's all able to disperse between Roman Empire and food offerings? So surely it can differentiate between your daughter's homework and your business cases. So I think that when you're it's it knows context. So it's no if you're asking a question about, you know you know, whatever your daughter's paper is, it's not going to ask about dietitians. It's not going to bring dietitian stuff into that conversation. I'm, I'm optimistic that it's smart enough to do that, but we'll see, I guess. Right. Well, and also it, it sounds to me, Brian, like you guys are all using the same account. And if you had custom instructions in there, you'd have to have separate custom instructions and, and you're yeah. asking the LLM to figure out which of the custom instructions apply. 
Typically, though, most people will have just a, a personal account and custom instructions plus the new memory notepad that really is adding two custom instructions with short snippets that you said, remember this about whatever. Um, you know, it'll have that as a resource, kind of a knowledge base about things that you have asked it to remember, which can go beyond your preferences. You can go to here, I want you to remember, uh, you know, the, the, the whole discussion that we had today about, uh, you know, the, the complexities of agents, uh, you know, and so on. Well, it'll, it'll summarize that and make its own snippet about that and add it to that memory. That's what I believe. Uh, and you can also then go in and say, okay, forget that one. Here, here's another snippet, forget that one. And, and delete those things that are being accumulated in that set mm -hmm. of personalized custom instructions that are now being generated by the AI itself rather than by you typing them in. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited that it's also rolling out when it rolls out. My understanding is that when it rolls out broadly, it will roll out also for um, custom GPTs. So you can ask a custom GPT to have a memory of you. And that sounds amazing. Like mm. I, I have considered writing to uh, Nick Dobos of Grimoire and saying, hey, is there, can I custom custom the GPT? <laughs> like, can we just like, hey, this is who I am and this is how I would like you to work with me, Grimoire. And, and so is that something that's gonna come to, uh, to everybody when this rolls out? And I wonder, Brian, if you could just do four or three, maybe the account is yours and you don't have to, you don't have to do anybody else's memory, but when everybody else is doing, um, uh, when everybody else is doing something specific in the account, they initially call, right, um, daughter GPT and it has your daughter's information about who she is and what, the kinds of things that she would want. And so that memory gets yeah. put there. I, I think so. I'm looking at the screen here and things they put like, this is in the managed memory. And from their example, loves to travel, is interested in traveling to Mexico in April for vacation, partner follows a vegetarian diet, is planning birthday party to invite eight couples over to dinner. Okay, sure. Let's see. I think the custom GPT thing, that part of it, I think is kind of cool because I do have a lot of clients. I was just saying before we went live that I, I'm literally building, it'll be 15, I'm up through 11 custom sales GPTs. I love them. They're awesome. They're also frustrating to build. But what I was going to say to it is there are plenty of re ways that like a sales rep who are the, and sales leaders and managers who these are built for, where I would love for there to be built in memory, because what it's going to do is save that rep from repeatedly having to explain the business that they work for the sales and services and, and products that they offer. And if that's sort of built into memory, yes, that is definitely better because every time do they go to the cold call or discovery call role-playing bot that I built, it will already know those things and help them. It'll just jump to basically the next step, which is great. I already know about your company. Just tell me the role and persona of the person you want to role-play with. And we're, we're well, off to the race. I, th I think, I think you're there. touching on something really, really important. Maybe not so the role-playing part, but an actual embedded internal facing chatbot that's for the sales team that's trained on the conversations that they've had. So a customer calls in inbound call and they ask a question and it has the whole history. And that way, if employees leave, they have the history, like you'd have to review all of the chat mm. logs and HubSpot previously, right? Or Salesforce for that matter. But now imagine if it could be 
memorized and then kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions here, but it's kind of a cool, your brain, your, your actually, actually, Robert, um, yesterday in our discussion, after we talked, we actually went through Microsoft Copilot Studio. I don't know if anybody knows if you ever deep dug deep into that. So what you just said, I think it can partially do or fully do. And it's actually pretty significant. And then not only that, sorry, that co-pilot um, can actually be embedded externally. And mm -hmm. it's prices 200 bucks a month, I think. Right. Anyway, I don't think very many people know like specifically what it can do. It was just, it was just down a rabbit hole we went through, but that's- Copilot Studio, you said? Yeah, Microsoft yeah. Copilot Studio. Is that different than the Copilot Pro? Uh, no, it's on top of, so you have to pay for Office 365, you have to pay for Pro, Pro. and then you have to pay for Copilot Studio. That sounds exactly like Microsoft. Exactly. That, sounds, that sounds right in line with the way they normally do. But it was fairly cool. Like, yeah. don't write it off just because of that. It was fairly cool. No, no, no. I actually right. think Copilot is the cooler tool. GPTs, but for enterprise. Like right. okay. yeah. custom GPTs in Microsoft Studio. And now the thing that's a little distinct is you can expose those, mount those in such a way that external customers can use that. Yep. So some of the examples that are being offered in the Copilot Studio documentation are, oh, it, you know, uh, this company, uh, it happens to be in Canada, it, or, uh, uh, you mean the National Bank? <laughs> they're, they're making a, a, a co-pilot that customers can use to fill out the forms and, and make application for a, you know certain service from the bank. So that's the kind of thing that can be done mm -hmm. that goes kind of beyond what GP custom GPTs can. Right. Do. right. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes news is uh, news, and sometimes news is new to us. So, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, how about was was this on anybody's bingo card? The uh, Brilliant Labs new uh, sort of came out last week, but their new uh, glasses. glasses. Yeah. We didn't talk yes. about that last Wednesday, right? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think it was right after that. So I'm Brilliant Labs. I, I can share my screen here. I'm just going to share there, my screen. There's here. a there's an old joke by Brian Regan about um, cranberries getting into everything, and. Uh, the cranberry juice and cranberry, you know, cran apple and cran grape, whatever. Uh, so my thinking is perplexity is trying to get into everything and, and perplexity is partnered up with brilliant labs for this particular product. In addition to the rabbit, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. There, so if you can see your screen, um, you can see it's, it's giving you sort of a, a little overview of what these glasses are supposed to be able to do. They do have a few, at least last week, YouTube videos where there's actually one of the founders or whatever wearing it. And he's looking at, I want to say like um, cheesecake or something like that. And he's like, how much of this can I eat? And, you know, there's a delay there, but at least you could see it being actually used live, which I think is always the problem with these types of products is mm -hmm. it's sleek looking. I mean, anybody that's looking at what we're looking at right now, you're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really want round glasses, but beside yeah, that, it's, about sleek. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's uh, cool. And I'll just sort of scroll down through some of this, you know, super powerful glasses, AI. Um, interesting coming in at a price point of 350, which I think is a, is a solid price point for something like this. It's sort mm -hmm. of in line with, you know, close enough to like the R1 and, and, uh, different, different other AI tools that are coming out. Anyway, it's interesting. Like everything else, 
it's going to take this getting into the real world, you know, like the uh, Apple Vision Pro and then everybody being disappointed with it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That was for you, Robert. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so one of the things that's interesting about this um, that's different than any of the other things that we've seen is that this is tweakable. Right, it's the, the oh, yeah, it's components are modular. It's open source, so uh, so I actually think it has a little bit more um, legs than some of the other things because because makers can get in this and really play. Yeah. By the way, Mister Power, which is their charging port, is is definitely the coolest part of this whole thing. I think that, like, <laughs> that was just a smart idea, like from a, from a design standpoint. It kind of has like a uh, Mister Potato Head look to it. Which maybe is what they were going for with the coloring and stuff, but it's just it's just my like, nose can fit in there with Mr. Power on <laughs> It's just it's cool looking. So we'll see. <laughs> it is a I think it says shipping. Let me go back up to the top or, or wherever it was on here. Let me see if I can scroll to it super quick and then we'll move on. But um I want to say April, if I'm if I remember right. You could get in early. I'm trying to get to the top. Pre-order now. Let's see what that says real quick. Uh 350. Uh, first shipping, free shipping on pre-orders. First batch ships April fifteenth. So, you know, we don't have to wait too terribly long to uh, to figure out. Have the Ray-Bans uh, come out yet? Really by any chance? What's that? Have the Ray-Bans been uh, shipped? The ones that came out by Meta? Yeah, a while yeah. back. Yeah, those, so yeah, those are in people's hands right now. Yeah, I haven't heard a ton I about them. About them so, or seen one yeah. in wearing. I'm just curious because that that to me is a, a closer competitor than Google Vision or probably whatever you call it, Google Glass or Apple Vision yeah. Pro. I think this is more of that subtle using a couple of features that are augmented reality kind of stuff. So I thought those two might be good side-by-side comparison. I, I think glasses like this are like the cool use case for me is like I, I've been saying we're going to be over in Paris for part of the Olympics uh, later on this summer. And I mean, I don't speak French, so I, I, I could totally see my, if they worked, right, I could totally see myself literally putting those on specifically to walk into a bakery or a whatever to try to help me understand what I was reading, if it was good enough with real-time translation. But the reality is I could also just hold up Google Translate on my phone right. and get the same thing. Yeah. So am I going to call attention to myself and look? either either more or less american i'm not sure what this would signify um but do i want to do that and call big attention to myself with these super round spectacles on my face and everything has to be delayed till the information goes through <laughs> jimmy's got round spectacles he doesn't look out of place no they look good on jimmy they don't look good on me i, I wasn't calling anybody else for round ones yeah that's not i want to follow um Robert's lead on this is the era of, or like the year of agents. Um, there's a company that made an announcement this week about a new tool set to train agents. The company's called HyperWrite. And HyperWrite is a company that's built a, an autonomous AI agent, Agent One. And it's basically a part of a personal assistant ecosystem out there that are going to be emerging and becoming more and more capable of doing autonomous actions, like employing your browser with your permission to take actions on your behalf, like up to and including ordering and paying for pizza, for example. So what, what they've released now is a way to help you train easily their foundation model, which is not just an LLM. It's, it's a, a foundation model that's focused on agency. So that's their whole focus. This is, you know, I, I, 
it's really kind of surfacing for the first time to my attention because of the increasing interest in agents. Um, and so now you can actually have it like, like has been described for the rabbit R1, you can have it watch what you do and then have it program and affect its own agent to do that over and over again. So there are training tools that they're releasing now for their agent uh, model. Uh, so there's one other thing that I think is very interesting. <clears throat> we talked yesterday, and this is related to the advancements of reasoning in LLMs, which is necessary to, um, to pursue complex tasks. That's one of the things that's part of the march towards artificial general intelligence, getting to the point where a, a, an LLM can apply advanced reasoning and then select the actions that are necessary or the levels of expertise and, and steps that are needed to accomplish a complex goal. So mm -hmm. there's a, you know, we talked yesterday about meta prompting, which has been demonstrated as a method of invoking internalized self-created experts within a large LLM like GPT-4. And that gave a 17% improvement on complex reasoning based tasks. Well, just out a new research paper now from USC and Google. Remember, the, the metaprompting thing was Stanford and OpenAI, figuring out how to use these multiple agents or experts within its own body. Uh, now, this new research paper shared the results of a new logic and reasoning framework called Self-Discover. And it increased the performance of you know, this, these LLMs, ChatGPT4 specifically, by 32% compared to chain of thought reasoning. 32%. Now, that's a massive increase. Hey, uh, what exactly did they do differently in order to increase it? Okay, what it does is it enables the LLM to select and combine atomic task-specific reasoning modules to enhance the performance. And it sounds very similar to metaprompting, we, the way we talked about it in yesterday's show. So if you're curious about how, what metaprompting is, it's similar. And it uh, you know increased performance of LLMs by 17%. We discussed it at length in yesterday's show. Uh, this is task-specific reasoning modules it, that, that, it, that it can call upon. But it's a new, a new model that's called self-discover. And, and so the, the implications are that this team of researchers did better in improving reasoning with their method that's quite similar to what metaprompting was in the one released by OpenAI and Stanford. So is this so the, the self-discover large language model self-composed reasoning structures? That's the paper? I think so, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and actually, the news that I wanted to, to add to that was the, I don't know if anyone saw that, the... <clears throat> former uh, co-CEO of Salesforce and mm -hmm. Google executive, you know, they combined to create their own startup. Yeah. Uh, I think they got 110 million for AI agents. So, um, and actually the, uh, I've been using the adept agent and right now it's more of like, it'll go on a website and do its thing for you. So, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, uh, let's take, for example, here, I'll share my screen. Okay, here, um, present. Share screen. 
uh, so for those who aren't, uh, who can't watch, essentially I am showing the city of Calgary. I live in, in Calgary, the city of Calgary website. And there's this little plugin on your browser and you go to workflows and then I can run it and it'll go to that. It's acting as an agent on the specific site. And then, it'll, mm -hmm. so, but you have to program it to do exactly what you're looking to do. So that's just a simple, so it's finished running, right? So mm -hmm. it's a little limited at the moment, but I, I you can probably, you can see where they're going. So like, if you can do mm -hmm. this to one site, imagine over time, now you can program it, but you still it's have to program with inside of, um, yeah so you have to download the extension you have to get on their wait list off their wait list they'll give you you know then you can log in get the extension and then you can create um workflows so you mm -hmm. can add steps you can click go to url scroll type those kind of things for now i would imagine the list of commands start growing over time there wasn't really uh the only thing i could think of doing this is i had to get my daughter into swimming lessons. So I didn't really want to wake up at like 4.30 when they opened the registration. So I tried to build this. And then I woke up at 5.30, I'm like, oh, I'm excited. I was like, error. Oh, like, oh, God. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they keep tuning. Yeah, that was, like the agent failed. Failed. So, <laughs> if, if I could, uh, you know, simplify that uh, demonstration, which is great, by the way, and, and I'm interested in trying ADEPT as a programmable script execution mm -hmm. uh, process that you can embed in a website and basically create your own active agent on a website that sits on that website and is waiting for you to invoke it, right? So I think that's, that's what you showed us. Um, but it, it really is like a, a macro or a script that you you create, but with now natural language interaction. And you say, yeah, look, and, and then going back to what HyperWrite is doing, what, what they're doing is letting you, uh, you know, perform actions and is recording those actions in effect. Mm -hmm. And that's also something that's been suggested as a part of the rabbit device as well. So those agents will be able to replicate things that you program them to do. But what we're really interested in is a self-directed set of agents with a very advanced model that can conceive of all kinds of actions and execute them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And tangentially, uh, I got a couple of things that I want to highlight that are support four agents uh, this year. Uh, number one, NVIDIA came out with uh, their new tool, uh, Chat with RTX, which allows you to run models locally on your machine um, using your 30 or 40 series uh, graphics card. Uh, running models locally is not new, but NVIDIA getting into the mix, providing it, lowering the barrier, getting more people to be able to run uh, models locally, I think will uh, pave the way to getting those agent models uh, running locally on your machine. Uh, and so I, I think uh, I think that's their move in that direction. Um, I also found a, a, an article talking about Cambio, uh, agent related, 
these folks created a AI bot to negotiate uh, with banks and uh, debt collectors on your behalf. Uh, so they'll uh, negotiate, uh, you know, a resolution to that, and they're making a component, uh, a companion product for banks to talk to customers about things that are happening. So yeah. I know we've posited this in the past, but AI talking to AI and yeah. don't have to have anybody else involved until the end piece. So uh, I think uh, I, I think there's a little uh, foreshadowing there. Um, and then on the sort of agent uh, side is Airbnb. Um, they purchased a company called Game Planner a while ago and have announced uh, that they're they're ready to uh, to start building out a new experience for their their app and uh, and their site and things like that. Uh, some of the things that they mentioned was they wanted to call it the uh, the ultimate concierge. So that your experience is a fully personalized experience. Mm -hmm. And I know we had talked about how websites uh, would dramatically change and become more personal based upon the person viewing it. Mm -hmm. And this sort of sounds like Airbnb is going to make that step uh, towards there. Yeah, I think that's um, just real quick on that one. I think there's there's some that's interesting, right? It's almost like pulling in TripAdvisor and stuff like that, but it's going maybe another level, which is if Airbnb knows I'm traveling with my family and I have a 13 year old, you know, it's not going to probably be maybe it would, but it's not going to be showing me as a personalized like trip planner like all the local bars, it's probably going to do right. something that's more family oriented and and gear things around. Hey, you can rent a car on on the island or rent a, a you know a, a golf cart on the island and you can go play mini putt putt and there's a great ice cream shop that gets great reviews and do you want us to put that in an agenda for you for your Saturday? It looks open. That's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It, it depends on how well it does, but it is it is a cool idea and obviously it links really well up with Airbnb because I know as a user it would be great if there was some sort of AI agent that was at least, you know, trying to assist with making plans. So mm -hmm. you don't feel like you're just showing somewhere up on vacation, but you don't really know what to do in that town or something. That'd be cool. That's a cool idea. Right. All the Airbnb experiences and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, exactly. I, on this whole topic of agents, I think we're kind of going down that rabbit trail today. So I thought I'd share this e2b.dev has a collection I thought I found a I found recently I thought was really interesting. So first off, you can go here and look at the different uh, list of agents, but I love this uh, graphic that they put together because it really shows that this is not limited to the big dogs talking about agency or mm -hmm. agents. Mm -hmm. um, they talk. There's lots of open source companies, closed source as well, and then this kind of puts it in the categories of what they're a specialist in. So HR or science or general purpose. There's a lot out there. So this is definitely, um, in my opinion, uh, again the, the new the new landscape, the new what we're going to be seeing. And I think that the challenge, I guess, if I'm going to get a little bit um, soapboxy, is the challenge is is how do we uh, control? Because what what agency really is is autonomous agents. That's that's the key. Is you send them onto a task to go uh, in and execute on it. But they're going to have to have access to certain things to make it happen, access to websites, access sometimes to your accounts of some sort. That's where I am really concerned about, I mean, not not to be chicken little, but there's a lot of uh, fear I have with 
how to trust them to not do things wrong or to think it's doing the right thing. And really it just bought a house in the Caribbean using my savings account or whatever. Obviously it's too good for me to give (laughs) access to my bank account, but eventually that's kind of, you're going to have to do it in order for it to do things. You know, what do y'all think about that? Uh, It's funny because I was using HyperWrite's personal assistant and it goes a little bit further than Adept's. And when I first, when I used it, I was trying to get a pizza like, oh, I want to, because that's the example they use, like, oh, find a Hawaiian, small Hawaiian pizza near me. And it actually went all the way to checkout, but then it didn't do anything else. So I was thinking, I was like, if it screwed up, because it, it, a couple of times it ended up going to a large pizza. So I was like, oh, and this is really, that's a simple pizza example. So if you, if you get a pizza and it's not a small, it's a large, but we were talking about yesterday what happens if it orders like 15 of them right just by accident then yeah right and that's a very simple like mistake versus you know it could do I, I think they can be programmed to ask for final confirmation before completion of them i of think the so too order. Order. yeah and also the, the, in, in terms of buying my you know my dream house in the caribbean uh i think that you can express limits like you're going to give it a credit card Right. That's that's the way it's going to operate. It's going to get a virtual credit card and you're going to have a limit on on the transaction amount for any one transaction without your express. Yes. Yes. But Andy, not to trigger Brian's PTSD, but um, (laughs) what we are talking about is agents who don't listen to us. So we could say you only are allowed to spend twenty dollars uh, on any transaction, and it's like, well, you know what? The AI decided, no, I think I'm good at two hundred dollars. You know, so. <laughs> well, actually, no. The 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 bank is the place where that that limit is expressed, right? So you, if you have children, you can set give them a credit card, and and you can say the limit on any one transaction on this is a hundred dollars. Right. And the bank, mm-hmm. the bank is the militant on that one, not not the AI. Yeah, but then and the I'll AI decides to, to, uh, to up the limit because it has access to your account and whatever. Okay. You know. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. that's why you have a security AI who double checks everything that you're <laughs> right. you're purchasing. Yeah, AI who, does. who checks? Who, who checks? Who polices the police, man? Police. <laughs> right. So look, right now, just to bring this sort of back real quick, like it, we have to keep the human in the loop. Obviously, we're not at a point where anybody should be handing over credit card numbers. I don't think. Maybe do what you want, but that's not what I'll be doing um, anytime soon. But yeah, there's a lot of use cases for this, like Zillow. You know, if you happen to be in the house hunt or the rental and you, you're trying to find a place, you know, great. If there's an agent that's that's skimming Zillow, waiting for new properties to come up on the MLS, checking your calendar and automatically putting me on a viewing of it so I can make sure I get a, an initial showing. And I don't have to like do that work or actually rely on an agent to do it, like a, a real estate agent, I mean, to do it for me. There's actually an AI agent, things like that. I think there's like a probably a, a bazillion different types of use cases that make a lot of sense that don't really require that transactional side of things where it's like, you know, a calendar where if it's an oops and the AI messed up, it's not a hard mess up where lives are destroyed or, yeah. you know, right. don't did, worry, did I checked your bank account and you have more money. It's fine. You know, those kind of things. Like, Paul, remember the first time they actually used their credit card for an online purchase and you were like freaking out. I can't believe I'm giving my credit card information to this right. website. Back yeah. back when it first started happening, there wasn't all this security. You were, I mean, it was it was scary. And so I think yeah. this is kind of that new version is like we're using it very cautiously. But 
all that to say they're going to work out all these bugs, but there's going to be some collateral damage in in the in yes. while this is happening. So I'll go yes. back yeah, one. I'll definitely release it before it's perfect. That's on, sure. on this one. I remember my mom using Prodigy and sitting there with her, and she made a hotel reservation. It ended on Prodigy, so this is 1990-something, right? It ends, and it makes the reservation. My mom goes, no way. Picks up the phone, calls the hotel. <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately dismissed it, and it, and it did work. Um, but that's like, you know, we're going back 20, 25 years, whatever it was, at twenty, at least, yeah, 30 years, Jesus. Um, but, yeah, the early days of Prodigy, and the same thing. I just remember my mom looking at it and going, nah, I'm not believing that. Hey, I, have a, I know we're sort of, uh, you know, getting towards the end here, but I do have a funny one to share really quick. It's really quick. And then if anybody else has. Uh, I was going to share a funny one. I okay. have not shared yet. I know. <laughs> I know. I, this is super quick. It's like a minute. Okay. We were talking on Monday and being, had a very serious show about like all the AI ways and, and um, how it can be used for evil. This is where I think somebody with a really good comedy chops and, and good writing can actually use AI for comedy and good. So this is somebody overdubbing. If you can't see it, it's Andy Reid from the Kansas City Chiefs who just won the Super Bowl. He's at a press conference. This is not real. I'll just tell you that right around. It's overdubbed AI, but it's funny. So I'm going to play it real quick. We can't hear it. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No it's very one, funny, one everybody. One, one second, one second, one second. One second. <laughs> We're all laughing. Doing that, Beth. Go ahead and chime in. Sorry. Um, Oh, it has to be a tab, not a window. That's why. Yeah, I did it wrong. I did it the wrong way. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you want to go first, Uh, Beth? You want me to go? Go ahead. You're up. Can you hear it? Uh, Yep. Yeah. What's up, nerds? What did I say, huh? I told you once, and I'm going to tell you twice. Big Red, don't play. Uh, It's that simple. I dare a mother sucker step to me now. I uh, literally run this league. Don't even breathe next to me unless you have at least three rings, you feel. When you've got Patty under center, there's no way you're losing. When you've got Kadarius Tony doing whatever he was doing during the game, there's no way you're losing. And uh, when you've got Taylor Swift cheering you on along with that orange-haired girl who sings the part song, it's literally impossible to lose. Uh, it's like having all the Infinity Stones. All I had to do was snap my fingers, call the play, and... Uh, the game was ours, but uh, that's enough about football. It's time to party. We in Vegas, baby. Uh, catch me and the fellas at the club doing hood rat activities for the rest of the off season. Hit me up if you want to come through. Just don't uh, bring a bunch of dudes. Kadaris, please don't text me. Save yourself the embarrassment. Big Red signing off. Peace. <laughs> so how is that done? What, what software did they use? You know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what they're using, but this this particular account, Mr. High Five, if you want to go check him out on yeah. uh TikTok, has several of these um of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and other players and stuff like that. It's not exact, it's not exact to the lips, but this is this is like exactly what I think overdubbing should be used. As long as people know it's AI and it's in jest <laughs> and it's it's you know a parody, right? Now, I think this stuff is going to be taken down because they are training on, on Andy Reid's voice, and there's issues with that. But anyway, I just want to show the lighter side of somebody uh, using AI for for comedy's sake. It was it was well done, and I think it, I think it's about the good writing. I think that's what makes the difference, right? It was it was well written. Um, okay. So I'll just add on top of that, 
uh, Eleven Labs just came out with an opportunity for voice actors to earn from their voice to record a professional uh, voice print or whatever Eleven oh, Labs nice. calls it. And then you can find them in the library and they can get paid out. Now, this is, uh, right, this is like, uh, they're likely to get way less than they would as a voice actor, but they'll be able to get something, right? So that's the, uh, I'll just toss that in. The, the other one is a little bit of tea uh, that maybe not super hot tea, but uh, Andre Karpathy, Karpathy. Mm -hmm. um, left OpenAI very quietly, nothing happened uh, according to them, but what is likely is that he's likely to be um, more vocal. He did a fairly well-received video on YouTube uh, presentation talking about um, large language models and what we need to know about them. So the idea is that perhaps there's gonna be more uh, information forthcoming about how these things work. Wow, that's very good, good news. Um, I'm going to end on this, even though we're late. Anybody try Goody 2, the new language model? No, I've heard world, a ton about it. The world's most responsible AI model, in case you all are wondering. It's so good, it. it won't even do a recipe. What's 2 plus 2? It won't even do that. It's a joke, obviously, but <laughs> it's also poking fun at the reality of overly aligning models to those of the monoculture of the organization. That's my two cents. But it's pretty funny. It's a joke that is the epitome of commit to the bit because they, this isn't like a video. They train this thing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Commit to the bit. Exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the AI, uh, the new AI version of memes. You know, it's just the more interactive <laughs> memes at this point. That's, um, a, that's, good, that's, that's a good parallel. Yeah. But the other side of that I want to say really quick is, um, we were going to talk about ARC on Friday. Now we're going to talk about Google Gemini Advanced because I think it's the more, it's more helpful to people in business. But anyway, um, the Arc browser, I would say Arc Search on your phone. I think it's called Arc Search. Arc Search, mm -hmm. the app on your phone is awesome. Mm -hmm. And also, Robert, I got access to Arc for Windows. Uh, previously, <gasps> they'd only had Arc browsing for Mac. I got a beta release for Arc for Windows. I will tell you, other than it looking almost exactly like uh, Google at this point, uh, Chrome that is, um, it's nothing to you know get excited about. But as soon as the stuff from the app hits the browser then i think you've really got something so hopefully that'll be in the news soon because i think what arc is doing and their partnership with perplexity we talked about it but super super cool stuff um and uh you know keep keep tracking them but go go download that app and go play with it i, I forgot to say that those of you who are listening to us in swahili cohere just announced 101 languages with a new model yes. that they put out mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool um, cool. And NVIDIA launched an uh, offline AI chatbot trainable on local data. Yep. So yep. NVIDIA is getting into the game. Anyway, we're, we're off. We're way past time. It's okay. <laughs> we, we always do on Fridays because they are Fridays on Wednesdays. Even when it's Wednesday. When there's six of us, it's always a little bit harder anyway. But that's okay. We have lots of news on this one. Hopefully you guys found that valuable. Uh, tomorrow we got a cool show talking about a lot of the like maybe companies you haven't heard about uh, that are working on AI infrastructure. I'm sorry, uh, American infrastructure and American government solutions using AI. So we're going to talk about that. And Friday, as I always I already just uh, told you, we're going to be doing our review, our honest review of Google Gemini 
advanced. I have to say it's slow, so I don't mess it up. Um, but that's what we're going to be talking about. Where does it work? Where does it maybe fall short of GPT? Maybe where does it do better than GPT for? And we kind of like it the same way that, you know, we uh, use Claude and other tools. So that's on Friday. Come on back. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for showing up today. Yeah, hot take. We... I don't like it. What's <laughs> 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 little preview for you. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha. Aloha.